stand together for the reading of God's Word, found in 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning with verse 12. God is good all the time. Amen. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fury ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as for participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed with his glory he's revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a melder. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you hear that name. Brother David, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. Thank you, David. You may be seated. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. As we uh, go through our life, we have a lot of different titles, don't we? A lot of different things that folks lay upon us. When I, when I say being a parent, what comes to your mind? Well, I think of being a parent, it comes with a lot of responsibility, doesn't it? And bringing a child into this world and being the person that molds and, and shapes that child and we all know that the, the main first time maybe a Bible, a child hears the Word of God read out of a Bible is at home, right? Hopefully a parent is praying with their kids. Hopefully a, a parent is helping their kids have those morals and values and things that they need. Being a parent is a big job, and it's also a big title, isn't it? When I say grandparent, what do you think? I think God... I thank God every day for allowing me to be a grandparent. Being a grandparent is pretty awesome, isn't it? Amen? Because it's a one more step past being a parent, right? I had Gage by myself. They let me have him all by myself, Tuesday. It was a boy's day. We got to go out and do whatever we wanted to do. I told him, I said, you all can call. If we answer, we will. If we don't, it's going to be okay. And we were out all day long, and I bought him all the candy he wanted, bought him a few other things, and got him all hyped up. And you know the great thing about being a grandparent is you send him back home. Amen? Isn't that great? But it's great as a grandparent. You're able to teach them different things. You're able to look at different things that they have, and you see a lot of different things. So that title of being a grandparent is a big title to have. Being a brother... Or a sister is a big title to have, isn't it? I don't have either one of those. I grew up as a, an only child. But brothers and sisters sort of have a special bond, don't they? I told you about my mom. She had eight brothers, and she was the only girl. She had four brothers that was born, then my mama, and then four more. And boy, their relationship, they could, they could yell and scream and holler and call each other names and do all these type of things. But let me tell you what, their relationship was more than that. They could get over that. Let somebody else call them a name, right? Or let somebody else bother one of your brothers or sisters. That's a great title to have. There's a lot of titles in your life that you have. And I can go on and on and on with all of those. 
But I believe we all agree this morning, you're going to say your first big amen. The best title you could ever have in your life is to call yourself a Christian, isn't it? To be a Christian. To have that title. I was so proud of Donnie this morning. I've been proud of him for the past few months, but as he's grown as being a Christian, and one of the things that he was talking about this morning to our friends that come to, come to church today, he said, have you heard? Have you heard? And they said, what? And he said, I'm a Christian. Folks, that's something we need to have, isn't it? It's important to be a parent, to have that title. It's important to be a grandparent. It's important to be a brother or a sister. It's important to have all these other titles in your life. But a big, wonderful title to have in your life is to say, I am a Christian. When we break it down, that word Christian says that we're going to do our very best to be what? Christ-like. Can you imagine having the ability in all things that we see in the world today if everybody would just be what? Christ-like. I like the scripture that Sheila read to you this morning. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeals that has come on you to test you. I believe we can all agree today there's a lot of those ordeals today, aren't they? We hear it all the time, all around about us, things that we didn't think we would ever deal with. On the way over this morning, we, we have some great conversations in the truck, don't we, Kevin? Amen? Yes, we do. Shake the head like that. Yes, we do. And we were talking, you know, one of the things that we love to talk about, I don't, I guess it's just one of those things you just talk about. We was talking about the price of gas. And, and you know, I said, well, it's down to, y'all listen to this, over in Edmonton, it's down to $4.09 at one place. And Kevin's been out all week, and I looked at Kevin, and I said, well, did you see it anywhere below $4? He said, no, I didn't. And we got to thinking a little bit more about, you know, just what? Five months ago, if you would have said gas is $4, we'd all been what? Oh, no. No, how, how, how are we going to make it? How are we going to make it through? Now, we think $3.99 looks pretty good, right? Three, three, nine, that's the way we are. and it, It's like that, and the world is ever-changing around about us. And it seems like our mind just... It's spun into that, doesn't it? Spun into all these things that are going on in the world. But as Christians, we know that we have to look at all things through the eyes of who? Of Christ. To know that Christ is there with us, that we are doing our very best to be Christ-like in our lives. We are to take that word that was first found over in Acts 11, 25 through 27, it talks about, then, then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. Being a Christian, that's a great title to have. But, you know, you, anybody can call themselves a Christian, can't they? They can just say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. What, well, so what does that mean? 
What does that mean when you say that you are a Christian? How should you live your life every day? How do you face this world that we live in? How, how do you walk that Christian walk every day? What should your life be like? This morning, I want us just to look at a few things that I thought about this past week that helps you to be able to look at your life and say to yourself, this is what the definition, a good definition, beyond being Christ-like, this is a definition of what a Christian should be like. First of all, I believe that a Christian, are you ready for this? This is pretty simple. You've got a simple preacher, so we start out simple, right? A Christian should be saved. Amen? And not only saved, are you ready for the rest of it? And saved for sure. A Christian should be saved and saved for sure. What does that look like in your life? Well, I believe as we start learning about Christ, it's, it's so wonderful to be able to see our kids learn about Christ, isn't it? So, so wonderful to hear them be able to talk and to share and to share those things. And some our kids here at our church, folks, you parents do a great job. Our kids know so much about Christ. And I've noticed such a difference in them as well since we started having Sunday school, haven't you all? How that they know a little bit more about Christ, how that they understand more about Christ, and how they see what Christ is all about. And as they become that Christian, how does that look like in your life? Well, to be saved, you know, everybody sort of through the years have looked at being saved, and some folks say you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and you've got to do something else, and you you got to do all these other things. And one of the things that I've always had problems with is directions. Any of the rest of you ever have problems with directions? I get lost. I can, help, I can handle step one and two. And Sheila can tell you when I'm putting something together, sometimes I go step one, step two, and the last step is ten. So I just decide, let's just not worry about the other ones from three all the way to nine, right? I just jump, jump on over. That's, that's the way my mind is sometimes. And some folks say, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this other thing, and this is the other step, and then this other step, and then maybe you can be saved. Then maybe you can allow Christ to come into your heart, and you can be a Christian. Well, as a simple preacher, one of the things that I realized is you have to, to be saved. There's one big thing you have to do. You have to allow Jesus to come into your heart and your life. Amen? So you have to accept him, right? You have to accept it. You have to say, dear Lord, I want you to come in. I want you to be a part of my life. Remember last week when we talked about Zacchaeus? And Jesus said, I'm going to where? I'm going to your house today. I'm, I'm coming to see you today. Now, Zacchaeus could have said, no, 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 no. You're not coming to my house. No, I don't want you to come to my house. I, I, there's some things at my house I don't want you to see. But Zacchaeus had to be willing for what? For him to come. For him to come over to his house. As a Christian, you have to accept him. You have to say to yourself, I want to be a Christian. I want to be saved. And Christ, I want you, the true Christ, the true Christ, 
to come into my heart and my life because I believe in you. I believe that you can take away my sins. And, and I also, dear Lord, not only do I want to believe, but I want to confess of the things that's going on in my life. I am so thankful for this. I'm glad you don't have to confess your sins to me, right? I'm glad of that. You know why? Because I really don't want to know all of them, right? Don't want to. You confess your sins to who? To God. And you allow God to wipe you quite as snow. And some folks say, well, Brother Paul, if, if you ever say this question, if you ever ask somebody this question, are you a Christian? And they say, I think I am. Well, that's a big problem, isn't it? Because you need to be saved and what? Saved for sure. You need to make sure that in your heart and in your life that Christ is that number one option that you have in your life. And you know for sure that you are saved and you have allowed Jesus to be a part of your life. Also, a Christian should be constantly changing for the good. A Christian should be constantly changing for the good. From there, from the day that you are saved to the day the role is called up yonder, every day as a Christian, you should be becoming more and more Christ-like, shouldn't you? Every day you should be working at being more and more like Christ. Now, so often as Christians, we take three steps forward and then we take what? four steps back. But every day, we need to be working on being more and more and more like Christ. Yesterday, I made the big adventure down to the Aces in Edmonton. And I went into the store, and I was looking for different things that I needed to be able to do some things around the house that I wanted to do. And I, and I was in a pretty good mood, I thought. I didn't have any bad thoughts. I was thinking good and all the things. and I was feeling good about everything that was going on and got everything together, I thought. And I was walking up front to check out. And there was a gentleman checking out with the manager of the store. And a guy came in and was yelling and screaming and cussing and saying all these things. And he said, you hit my mirror. Hit my mirror. Why didn't you stop? And they just kept going on, back and forth, and back and forth. As a Christian, Lord knows we should sometimes be a mediator, shouldn't we? And take that step forward and saying, you know, let, let's, let's replace those words that are coming out of your mouth with the love of God, right? And what got me was he had a little boy standing beside him. Now, I'm pretty sure that was his son, not 100% sure. Of course, the social worker came out of me. I went from, you know, being in a very good mood and those type of things and uh, said something about, you know, if you don't change what you're saying, there will be an investigation and there may be a good chance that your child will be in foster care this afternoon. And all of a sudden, he just sort of calmed down. I got back in my truck and I said, Boy, that was four steps backwards as a Christian. Instead of buying into all the things that go on in the world today, as a Christian, 
you should be taking steps forward, shouldn't you? I didn't leave there with that guy thinking about the love of Christ. I thought I left there with him probably hating social workers more than ever before. As Christians, in everything that you do, you should be taking a step forward for Christ and being more like him in your life and showing others maybe Jesus is not walking in front of, the, of them. Maybe they can't reach out and touch Christ and feel his skin and feel all about him and his emotions that are taking place. Maybe you can't see him right in front of him, but you need to be that role model as a Christian, don't you? Every day and showing others what Christ is all about and seeing how they can live their life every day. Not only that, a Christian relies upon Jesus for everything. What does that mean? A Christian relies upon Jesus for everything. Isn't it amazing what you face during a week? Isn't it amazing what goes on in your life during a week? We could all sit here this morning and talk about everything that's went on from that last Sunday till today. And all of us could tell some pretty good stories, couldn't we? Things that you've experienced, things that have went on in your life. Praise be to God, there's been some bad, but praise be to God, there's been some good. Amen? Thank God for that. But I want you to know, as a Christian, you realize something. You are... You are, whatever you're experiencing, you are not facing it alone, right? Because as a Christian, you know that you have Christ in everything. Folks, I forget that a whole lot of times. You know, when I told you that I lost my medicine and I didn't know where it was, then you tell me who in their right mind would have been standing in their kitchen and then all of a sudden think, well, it's in the toolbox. Who, who in their right mind would ever thought that? You know I, who I think told me where they were? I'm not going to take the credit for it. I believe it was my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You ever wonder how you certain things in your life just turn out all of a sudden? How things can change at the blink of an eye? How that something takes place and you went, well, I thought that was not fixable. Or I thought that I would never be able to make it through. I've heard stories after stories where doctors have come in and told folks at a hospital, there's nothing else more we can do. We've done everything that, what? What do they say? We can. That we can. Well, as a Christian, you realize something. Now, this should make you smile no matter what you got on your mind right now. This should make you smile. We serve a Christ that is in charge of everything. We serve a Christ that's more than just we. He controls everything in your life. That's why you hear about miracles. Some folks say, well, preacher, are there still miracles in the world today? I don't see them like they used to have in the Bible. Well, yes, they are. There's miracles around you every place you can look, everywhere. There's miracles after miracles after miracles because Christ is in charge of everything. And a Christian knows that. What's that mean? As a Christian, you never give up. You never throw your hands up and say, that's enough. I can't, I can't take anymore. Bless, 
little Rose's heart. I don't think none of us can even imagine what's, what's going on with her and what the doctors have told her and how the doctors have told her, you, you don't need to have no more medicine. You don't need to go in through any more treatment. You don't, you don't need to go through anything else. And bless her heart, you know what she said? She's not giving up. She said, I'm going to keep taking the medicine in hope of what? You come up with a cure. She's having faith and she's having trust in God. Folks, that's what we should be as a Christian, isn't it? Having faith and having trust in God as a Christian and believe that Christ is in charge of everything in your life. Also, a Christian lives in the world but doesn't belong to it anymore. The world does not control you. You're living in this world. And Lord knows there's enough of it that's going on in the world today. And people just doing things their own way. And Sheila and I was watching a show the other night. It was a good one. We were enjoying it. And thought, thought it was good and thought we'd watch it again. And we got, they got to a certain point of the show and Sheila goes, uh-oh. Here it comes. And I said, what? And she says, well, you can't have a good show unless there's a woman with a woman or a man with a man. And guess what? Within two minutes, a woman and a woman. Folks, that's the world we live in today, isn't it? Don't let that control you. Don't you allow your children to think that's normal. Don't you start thinking it's normal. Don't you start saying, well, that's just the way things are. And I'm on, I, I love this part, part that a lot of folks say, we're just going to look past it. Well, try that. Try looking past it. That's what's happened for the last few years and what? Look where we are now in the world. As Christians, we have to say, I'm living in this world. I'm driving in this world's roads. I'm living in this earthly house that I have. I'm dealing with all of those things that the world has me, and I'm a part of this world, but this world does not control me. My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is still in control. And I am doing His will, and I am doing His work. Today, I know a lot of you, you want to stand but say, I am a Christian. Well, thank God for that. Well, let's, let's back back one step real quick. If you're not a Christian, the most important thing you can do today is what? Become one. Make sure of that. Make absolutely sure of that. Because you don't know the day nor the hour when Christ is going to call you home. That used to be just a, something I thought, well, that's, that's a bunch of years on down the line. I don't, you know, I, I don't, Jesus ain't going to call me home tomorrow or, or the next day. I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Well, let me tell you what. When you, we have a little brush with death, you sort of think, boy, it's closer than you thought it was, right? Today you make sure that, and you look at your life and you say, I want to allow Christ to come into my heart 
and into my life. And I want to be able to accept, believe, and confess and allow Christ to be a part of my life every day. So most important thing that you need to pray about today is making sure that you are a Christian and Christ is in your life. For everybody else that's a Christian that's here today, that, that call yourself a Christian. Make sure that you're taking that title and saying, I am Christ-like. But wait a minute, there's a couple of things I need to change. There's a couple of things in my life that's not too Christ-like. Pray to God and ask for God's guidance and for His direction. Also today, we're going to Open the doors of the church. Folks are going to become members of the church. One of the, the greatest things I think that a Christian can have in their life is a church family, don't you all? People that you can rely upon. People that you can call upon. People that are there for you. People that you know that in a blink of an eye, we send out a prayer request on a one call, and I guarantee you something. Some folks say, oh, people don't. Well, they do. When somebody hears, they might even not, not even know what your name is. But when I send out a one call, people start praying for each other, don't they? They care about each other. They, they pray for each other. Bethlehem Church is a loving church. And, you know, I've, I've been here a long time. Sheila and I saw a picture of the church before it had a steeple we were here then before it had stained glass windows we were here then before we had the extra parking spot over here we were here then the church throughout the years it took a whole lot of changes but one thing has not changed is bethlehem church loves god and bethlehem church loves you today if you'd like to make bethlehem church your church home to be a part of that fellowship. We invite you to do that if God calls you to be a part of that. So today as a Christian, you have a lot to think about. You have a lot on your mind, a lot of things that's going through your mind. But most importantly, make sure that your bottom line, whatever that is that you're thinking about, at the end it adds up to being Christ-like and that you can call yourself a Christian. Listen to God's call and God's will as we have our closing song. Brother Randy, going to lead us.